You are now listening to Raise the W, recorded at the School of Communication inside the Hickey Audio Lab on the beautiful campus of Western Michigan University. Come aboard and hear the people, stories, and impact of Western Michigan University. Here's your host, Tim Tarantine. Welcome, Bronco family. This is Raise the W, a podcast where we explore all of the impact and stories and wonderful influence that comes out of Western Michigan University. It's students, it's staff, it's faculty, it's alumnus, it's donors. The Bronco family is strong, and this podcast is here to give you insight into the stories that make it special. Today, we're excited to have on the podcast our new head football coach, Coach Tim Lester. Welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you having me. It's good to have you aboard now. Before we get into all the Bronco football conversation. Our listening audience wants to meet their coach. Tell me about your neighborhood you grew up in. Talk me through how you came to be. You know, I, I grew up in, in Wheaton, Illinois. and uh, What was know, Wheaton like? Wheaton, is it was, it's a great town now. A lot of, lot of great uh, tradition. You know, when, when you're talking about a football program was big in our, in our neighborhood. Okay. And, uh, you know, Red Grange, the Galloping Ghost, played at my high school. So every time the galloping, ghost. the galloping ghost. So every time you took the field, you were holding him on your shoulder. There's no way to live up to be the galloping ghost, right. otherwise known as the Wheaton Ice Man. Oh, uh, yeah, because he delivered uh, ice. That was his thing wow. in the summer job. But yeah. uh, you know, one of the greatest. And, and I had an unbelievable football coach, and we had un- the community, tight community, and uh, you know, it, it was fun going through. And I was I was there at a time when when it was growing. You know, the, yeah. the, the neighborhood I lived in, my set, the second house I lived in was a was a cornfield when I was growing up. And then by the time I was in high school, I was in a house that, that was that cornfield. Wow. So uh, it was a growing is a booming community and uh, on the west side of Chicago. And we had a ton of success. Uh, my high school coach is one of the like a second father to me, yeah. you know, and uh, did things the right way. And, uh, and we won a lot of football games, but we, we learned a lot about being being young men and trying to learn. Do you remember your first game, like even as a kid, maybe in Pee Wee? Yeah, third grade. I played. I played right guard. I played right guard. That lasted one year. I think the new guy they put it right guard, and I lasted a, a one year at right guard, and then I played quarterback from them, that point on. But yeah. I do remember my first snap of varsity. I got, I got pulled up to varsity, and we were in the playoffs. And end of the half, coach knew I could get it to the end zone. It was just a hail mary play. Yeah. And it was a dirty, muddy day in the middle of November and I dropped back and I slipped and fell right on my face oh. and uh the next play I threw a touchdown pass which was good but my first yeah. my first play of varsity football was a sack on me because wow. I I literally just slipped and, and fell right the on my face fumble. in the mud yeah I held the ball <laughs> I held the ball oh, you but didn't let it go. no I held on to it I, yeah. I just went down and was yeah. embarrassed yeah. yeah and uh and then the next play we I was lucky to hit one you know, uh, down the sideline for a touchdown. So it was, it was, uh, I remember that play because it's just the embarrassment. I think that's the one thing you remember the most. Yeah. You know? But you overcame. Yeah. You, said, well, you overcame that challenge of, yeah. of, the, of the mud fall. Yeah. You know, the my biggest, I think the biggest part of my story is the way my high school career went. I was lucky as a junior. We had an unbelievable football team. We had unbelievable athletes and I had unbelievable numbers because I was surrounded by unbelievable people. Yeah. And uh, so I was very highly recruited and I got to be an All-American and all that good stuff. And oh, I was yeah. being recruited by everybody in the world and it felt like and uh and then then i blew my knee out my senior year first yeah. playoff game we went we had a great senior season we were picked to win it all and all of a sudden you know 
changed direction on the field. I went one way, my knee went the other. That was back in the day when knee injuries were the end of you. That's right. You know? Yeah. So uh, at that point, I was I was going to go to Florida. I was going to play for Spurrier. That was my dream. Yeah. Um, and it was it was Florida, it was UCLA, it was it was everybody really. And then they started dropping. Yeah. You know. You were and beat up good. You learn quickly, you know, and uh, and about what what people are looking for, and and some people stayed with me, and other people, you know, a lot all the Mac schools came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden started offering me. The yeah. one school that offered me from the get go was Western Michigan. They came in. And uh, the guy, Rob Kuhlman, said, listen, I know you have no idea about Western Michigan. I know you don't plan on going to Western Michigan, yeah. but I, we're going to offer you a scholarship. And there's great people. Told me about Coach Moldy. It's a great place. And he hand, you know, handed me a book to read. And I, and he was just called me every week. You know, short wow. conversation, nice guy. So no matter what happened. No matter what happened. I, I, was, I was Florida, UCLA, Nebraska. Yeah. That, those were my choices. And yet he called me every week. And uh, so WMU has grit, man. great people, you yeah. know what I mean? And uh, so when I got hurt, I still had some big options, but I, you know, I started looking at things differently and sure. I remembered, I remembered him, you know, and the people. Wow. And, uh, and then the other story is, is I was going to go to West Virginia. Cause once again, in my head, that was still the biggest school at the time. And uh, I, I drove up here the week before I went to West Virginia. Cause I just wanted to see it yeah. uh, with all intentions of committing to Western Virginia. And, uh, I walked in the football office. They were shocked to see me, and they were like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And I said, I just want to see the campus. I know my official visit isn't for a couple weeks. I just want to see the place before I go on my next official visit. And Coach Moldy was looking around for a map. I'm like, I need a map. Where am I going? You know. And on the wall was a framed campus map. And he took it down, flipped it over. Took the back off, folded it up. You know, it was one of those triple fold. You know, oh, oh my handed God. me handed me the map to the uh, where to drive around and look. Off the wall. Off the wall. Out of out of the you know out of the um, frame that it was in, and uh, and that was it. You know, I drove around. I fell in love with the place. I still went to West Virginia to look at it. I came here the next weekend on an official visit, and yeah, and I wouldn't change a thing about it anything that that happened with the knee and with the whole the whole process i learned a ton and and got i made the right choice you did yeah I, you certainly did and then you went on to have a storied career here playing for the broncos tell us about um how that felt to put on that uniform having been through that tragic moment where you were only good uh to, to some anymore i mean you, mm -hmm. you there had to have been something going on inside of you so when you stepped out there for the first time in a bronco uniform the ball is hiked. What is going on in your head? Uh, mostly nerves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the first time you get no out mud. there. No, no. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was, it was unbelievable. My, my first game, I was nervous, you know, and we, uh, and my first year, if I look back at my first year playing, which was uh, 1996, um, we, we were unbelievable on defense. Our defense, I mean, I look at some of those guys, still I talk to them today, and yeah. and they had to deal with a, a freshman quarterback. I felt terrible. I mean, I was doing the best I could. I was lucky enough to win freshman of the year, which was great and all, but I, I wasn't good enough. I wish I was so much better. Yeah. I look back, you know, uh, a couple years later, and I still talk to those guys and said, I, you know, I just wish I would have been better for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a good job, I think, as a freshman, but not nearly what I should have been. And uh, – and and our deep we'd lose games seven to nothing, yeah. you know. And and one game we went to overtime seven to seven, and I threw a pick six. The only point scored was was me. I threw a touchdown and I threw a pick six. Yeah. Uh, and we went to overtime. Way and to lost. own the game, baby. Yeah, yeah, in the wrong way. <laughs> and uh, 
So I'll never forget that year, you know, and just how it felt. And, and then we had a coaching change and, and a lot changed from there. But but that was a year, you know, that was a year where, where it hurt. You know yeah. what I mean? And in my high school, we never we never lost. And that was the yeah. first time I'd ever been a part of it. Wow. And uh, and we just had to learn how to win. And we started off 0-9. And we won in triple overtime yeah. to go one and nine. Sure. And then we it's like we learned how to win. Yeah. Uh, it's a mental thing. Ninety percent of it's between your ears. And the last game we played Kent State, we won seventy two to seven. Yeah. And it's like we we figured it out. I remember and that. I was, was a student on campus at that time. Yeah, we, we had it. We had it like yeah. we, we we believed really, we believed in ourselves and then you know, Coach Darnell came in, uh, obviously the perfect time. We had just figured it out, and, and he did a great job of getting us lined up, and, and shoot, we won eight, and then we just we went on from there. Yeah. You know, but it, that first year was is one I look back with, with another learning year, but uh, a year that, that was big for us to to swallow some crow and have it grow even a bigger chip on our shoulder and, and really take the program where we all knew it should be. Well, you all continued a great legacy of excellence in, in our football program. And then you left Western. You went on to have a storied coaching career. You coached at a few stops. Let's let's just walk people through where you've been since you left us as quarterback. Where'd you go? You know, I started. I started. I played a. I played arena football, and I played in the XFL, which which yes. people love to hear about you and that. Vince McMahon. Yeah, it was it was a it was a fun year. You know, and uh, we're gonna have you back about the XFL. That's a, whole a whole thirty for th- that's, <laughs> that's right. a whole let's different thing. Uh, there, there's a lot of stories. There's plenty of stories, and. Um, so got into coaching, you know, and my first job was a Division three job. And we had a, we had a great first two years uh, at Elmer's College. I was the offensive coordinator. Right. Uh, quickly got a, a head coaching job at a Division two school, and uh, I was only there one year. We got it turned around in our first year, and uh, Coach Cubitt called me to be the quarterback coach of my alma mater. And as yeah. much as I didn't want to leave uh, St. Joe because we just got it turned and going, and I had a freshman quarterback that was really good, I had a chance to come home. You yeah. know, it was a no-brainer. Right. And uh, and I came home and I had I had a chance to recruit Tim Hiller and, and be around him and he broke all my records which was kind of cool I kind of yeah, enjoyed sure. watching that you know yeah. and uh, I think Zach broke all of his you know That's so right. uh, so it was it was fun to, to be around it and be back and then you know I got to the point where where my my father was was sick and mm-hmm. and I had a chance and, and my son in Chicago I I needed to go home and yeah. it was it was one of those things that I felt like I could be a Division one coach anytime I wanted. And I had one chance to go home and be a son and a dad. And sure. uh, so we did. So we, we took that leap of faith and just moved. And uh, Cubit understood. And, and so I moved home and became a Division three coach again, was a, was a defensive coordinator for a year. We were yeah. really good. We had really good players at North Central College. And then got a head coaching job and, and at Elmhurst College. And that was really the first program culture change that I was a part of. You know, I yeah. took over at a program that really struggled great location in the west side of chicago and uh you know we started off first year we won seven which they never won and by five years later we were 10 and 2 and ranked in the top 10 in the country and and uh it was an exciting time my dad passed away during at least i was there you know and uh got to take him to cub spring training for like three years last three years you know we went on the father-son trip so I, i i wouldn't change a thing again uh and then i got the job at syracuse i got offered the quarterback job there sure and went there. I had a great time there, and, co- and was the offensive coordinator. Got promoted. Uh, then last year was at Purdue, That's you right. know, and it was a, it was a blast. Coach David Blau, he, he's a great young man that I got to coach at quarterback. And uh, and now I'm fortunate to be home again. You are home. Yes. Let's talk about the Broncos. So you inherit a champion. 
I would imagine that doesn't happen a lot in the <laughs> coaching realms where you come into a situation where your team has been as excellent as any other team in the history of Bronco Nation. Yeah. I mean, the, the Cotton Bowl experience for all of us uh, was significant. And you're the guy tasked with following that up, right? Yeah. I've had some bad setups speaking, <laughs> but that's one hell of a setup. Yeah. To be following championship culture, yet mm-hmm. you come into this with seemingly no fear about that. And I, I want to know, what was on your mind when that call from Kathy first came? What what would, what did that feel like? Kathy Beauregard, for our listening audience, is our uh, director of intercollegiate athletics and is a, a champion and a stalwart. She's the, the Dean S of the MAC Conference and a, and a leader in athletics around the country. But she called you. What was that conversation like in light of where the Broncos were? It was, uh, I mean, it was it was a great conversation. You know, we ended up having, uh, you know, it, it was it was her and there was a lot of people on the phone uh, mm-hmm. that wanted to, sure. to have a little talk. Yeah. And it, that little talk went about an hour and a half. <laughs> and uh, had a chance to, uh, you know, tell them my vision, you know, yeah. of what what I thought uh, about the program and and uh, our program, as I would say, and 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 really just what I what I want to do to continue to build. You know, I've uh, it's amazing having having been a head coach in two places, yeah, and having to turn a program around before when you come in, you have to change everything, and then you learn about halfway through that process that really. Once you get the culture changed a little bit, it comes down to listening to your student athletes, you know, and getting their buy-in. Yeah. And and we did that at the the last two places I've been at. You know, here it's I'm I'm just dealing with the second half of what I had to deal with at the other places, which is, you know, we have a great culture and right. we have champions in that locker room. Yeah. And uh, you know, they want to do something that's never been done. They want to they want to do it twice in a row, and yeah. you know, which has never been done. Now, we've been part of two MAC West championships in a row, but not two MAC championships in a row. Right. And uh, and so it's really just picking up on year four, five, and six of, of what of what we're able to do at Elmhurst, and and obviously it wouldn't have mattered if we were national champs or Ofer if I would have got a call from this place uh, to come home. Now the job would have been different, um, but when you, when once once Western Michigan, once you're a Bronco and it's inside of it, that that whether whether I was taking it, whether it was the hardest job or the easiest job, it wouldn't have mattered, you yeah. know. And uh, I feel fortunate to be able to taking over a team that's at the place that it's at. You know, is there challenges? Yes. Is there pressure? There should be. I mean, you you can go grab a ball and go out there and play quarterback at, in the swamp in front of 80,000 people, and, and pressure is pressure. It's going to happen, you know. And, and I think the really good ones, they have expectations for themselves so high that no no outside pressure is going to be more than what we put on ourselves, yeah. you know. And uh, so I have expectations that are through the roof. And uh, so the the other having expectations outside like that make it even better, um, but yeah, it's it's an it's an honor, it's a privilege, it's exciting to to be with those guys every single day because yeah. they just want to get better. They do, you know, and they're at that point where 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 it's really fun to be around them every day because because they're just involved in what we're doing as we are. You know, early on yeah. you're when you're taking when you're changing a culture, you're telling them everything, right? Because they don't know, and then they get to the point where you get some leaders that know. What and then you start letting them have more input on how do you like this? How should we do that? What do you think about that? And uh, and that's where we're at. We're yeah. at the part where there's been a lot of hard work done and a lot of success had, but we're at the part where we have to all work together 
Yeah, it is different than my last two takeovers where we had sure. to tear it down and yeah. start from scratch. But uh, this is definitely an exciting challenge. So tell me uh, very quickly. I, I don't have time to go through each of them, but talk about the spirit of this team of coaches and staff you've brought together. It seems like a special group of human beings. How would you describe to our listening audience uh, kind of the essence of your team in terms of coaches and staff? You know, when putting a staff together, you know, the couple depending on the position, there's certain things that you need. You know, I'm a big fan of having an offensive coordinator that coaches quarterbacks. I think that's a really big deal. Um, so, so there was obviously some technical things that I wanted to get in the staff, but I, I need to find guys of character and integrity. You know, I want if I want guys to go recruit character and integrity, they better have it themselves. Right. You know, uh, guys that are great fathers. I mean, I think we have. 25 children under the age of 12 that are running through that building uh, on a day-to-day but whenever <laughs> they awesome. come see dad and uh you know and and really i tell guys all the time people don't remember what you look like how you dress or what you say they remember how you make them feel that's right and and these guys all have that knack of they're all warm people they're all genuine people i think everybody feels that recruits have felt that and our yeah. players have felt that two, and, two, two minutes left I and guess. that that helps buy-in I got to get you on this one. Okay, come because on. Because well, you and I had a conversation about the team, uh-huh. and I am geeked about this season. <laughs> Tell our listening audience the spirit of this team, because you you talked about there's two different types of teams. The yes. Teams you got to push, and yeah. the teams you got to pull back. Yep. What should Bronco Nation expect on the field this year? Well, let me tell you, from coaching this group, it's yeah. just like riding a horse. There are certain ones that want to go, and you got to pull them back, and there are certain ones that need the whatever they call the whip to, yeah. to hit them with. And you find out really quickly with this team that they're definitely the team you got to pull back. I mean, my sole existence on that field is to make sure that they're not going live every play because they want to go, yeah. you know. And it's so much fun. I'm I'm just the I'm just the 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 sheriff on the field to make sure that they're not going live uh, every single play because they want they want to compete, you know. Yeah. And and you don't know that till you get out there with with the championship last year and the record last year. I had a feeling that's the kind of team I was going to have, the kind that wanted to go out there and compete yeah. every day. But it is. I mean, it is night and day yeah. uh, to watch them get after each other every single day in practice and in the weight room and in the classroom. And all I have to do is just make sure it doesn't go too far. It's not uh, like like many other places in the, this country that are really having to really push their, their guys right. to go. We have a bunch of self-motivated young men that represent this college perfectly and this university. So it's, it's the, it, it is fun to be around them every day. I just need to make sure I keep my head on a swivel to make sure that they're not going overboard. That's we're right. we're going to go live on Saturdays, not not during the week, but they want to. They want to go live every day. Yeah. Coach, you, Bronco Nation is listening. Talk talk to the Bronco family. What, what do you want them to hear from you as we prepare to ramp up to join you at Waldo Stadium? Well, I, I've answered this question a couple times, and it's really the same thing. I, we are going to build on all the greatness that has been done. You know, when you come out to that stadium, yeah. uh, I remember I talk about 1999 because it was my senior year, and we sold out that place, I want to say, almost every game. And, and the, the crowd and the, the student section had an impact on the game. I mean, they were a big, integral part sure. of what we were doing. And I, and I wasn't at any games, although I watched most of them, uh, you know, I heard it was very similar last year, so I'm excited to be in that environment again. It's been a long time since I've Waldo's been in that. Jumping, it's unbelievable, yeah. you know. And I and I want them to come back because they're going to see the same intensity they saw last year. You know, we're going to have. A, I mean, it's going to be a different team. You know, Corey Davis is is gone, and Zach Terrell's gone, and so we got we have we're going to have a different culture. We're going to have we're going to have to get some guys are going to have a chance to step up. 
And uh, and a lot of those guys just haven't had a chance yet. Yeah. And they're gonna have a chance to show their thing. But but I, I just want them to know. I want the whole Bronco Nation to know that when you come out to Waldo, I mean, you're gonna get the same grit and you're gonna get the same juice and you're gonna get the same energy that they brought to the field because that's part of the the culture that they built. Sure. And, and we're gonna continue to build it even greater. Coach, you're uh, you can see the Bronco Nation coming out of your skin, man. We're so glad you came home. We're so excited that you're our coach. And we're excited to see the Broncos take the field this season. Thanks for being on the podcast today, man. I appreciate you having me. Anytime. For more information about Coach Lester, his staff, our football team, and the upcoming exciting season, go to mywmu.com slash raise the W. And you can learn more information about this story and many others. I will make a quick note. Uh, Labor Day weekend, the Broncos opened their season in Los Angeles against the USC Trojans. And uh, you can go to mywmu.com about more information about the alumni and Bronco family activities that will be happening there in L.A. as the Broncos take over the Coliseum Labor Day weekend. Thanks, Coach, for being here. And, of course, everyone else, let's continue to raise the W.